to the Now We're Talking podcast, where we attempt to review the entire UK series of Now That's What I Call Music in chronological order. I'm Harry. I'm Martin. And I'm Jacob. This week we'll be discussing Volume 3, Disc 1 of Now That's What I Call Music. Grab, grab my... Uh... Killer citrus, ready. Killer citrus. Fucking <laughs> killer. killer. Sounds citrus. like sounds like a rapper. Yo, motherfucking killer citrus. <laughs> shut, motherfucker, shut. Ryan's a ripper. What's your one? Fucking killer citrus. Ryan's a ripper. Yeah. Yorkshire ripper. I want zero. <laughs> I want zero sugar. Can we do a, podcast, a special episode just about energy drinks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have, the best of energy drinks. We can talk about the best of different uh, energy drinks. Do the drinks. pussy episode, that'll be good. Yeah. I think I had a monster last week. No, it was a relentless I had. Ah. So this week I'm on Rockstar. Rockstar. You're not a rockstar. No, I'm not some of these guys are. You're an all-star. <laughs> that'll come up. Oh God, yeah, that will. Film star. <laughs> Film star, star, all the stars. So, this is... Episode 3, which is about, now that's what I call music, Volume 3. Let's introduce ourselves. So, your name is? My name is Martin. Is there a place for the hopeless sinner who has hurt all mankind just to save his own? Um, Can you repeat the question? (laughs) Is there a place for the hopeless sinner who has hurt all mankind just to save his own? Yes. Okay. Jail. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I'm Jacob, and uh, what switch can I pull to illuminate the way? I reckon the light switch. <laughs> <laughs> and you are. Oh, I'm Harry. I'm going to ask you, why does it hurt? Why does it hurt? Um, because you're not relaxed enough. <laughs> some oh, pop, you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> right, Harry, do you want to fill us in on the on the background? Yeah, go on then. Uh, oh, then. Now three was released in August '84. Uh, went straight to number one. It was the first now to go straight to number wow. one. Yeah, it stayed number one for eight weeks. Um, it was preceded by Bob Marley's Legend, which was the one that was number one after now too. So I don't know if that's an unbroken line. You know, it might have gone now to legend, now three. Mm. Um, and then it was uh, succeeded by Tonight by David Bowie. And incidentally, it was the 300th number one album on the chart uh-huh. ever. So we made historical facts. Do you yeah. Want to, yeah. Oh yeah, always. Yeah, yeah. Right, so we've got to cover April to August. Actually quite a lot happened this time. In, on April the 1st we've got the death of Marvin Gaye shot by his dad April 1st? yeah wow I wonder if people thought that was an April Fool's then Christ I don't yeah. know <laughs> uh, on April the 7th I think this is probably the most important one this sort of shook history's foundations is <laughs> the Western Australia's daylight saving referendum as to whether they were going to have daylight savings time and they, they said no 
historical that is. That's like <laughs> it's like it's like the p- Brexit for the eighties, isn't it? Yeah, it was. Brexit. I wish we'd had a referendum on daylight saving. Western Australia was never the same again. No. <laughs> uh, on April 9th, the fifty sixth Academy Awards terms of endearment swept it. They won five. That was directed by James L. Brooks of uh, Simpsons. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Shirley MacLaine beat Meryl Streep, Julie Walters and Deborah Winger to win Best Actress. Uh, Jack Nicholson got Best Supporting Actor and Robert Duvall got Best Actor for Tender Mercies. God, Jack Nicholson isn't a supporting actor. That's yeah, a, what film was that? Do you know? Uh, that was Shining. in Terms of Endearment. Oh, it wasn't, it wasn't The Shining that, 2. So, I don't know. Yeah. Perhaps I should if it won that many Oscars. It might be yeah. worth a watch. Yeah, yeah I'd never seen it. You should have made The Shining too, because you could have been supporting that. It could have just appeared as a ghost sometimes. <laughs> was it Shinier? They could have called. It. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. Wasn't Shine. That was a sequel, wasn't it? With the Jeffrey Rush and well, the Australian that was the player. The Shine. <laughs> that was yeah. <laughs> uh, on April the fifteenth, Tommy Cooper died live on TV. Oh yeah, I've watched that. Was that really that? Wow, it yeah. was later than that. Yeah. No, people thought it was part of the act, famously. Yeah. It's one of the few deaths caught on camera that you can watch on YouTube that's on there, along with um, Bud Dwyer. Yeah. A death Dwyer. watch. Mitsuharu Masawa. Oh, yeah. I've actually got okay, a death yeah. watch. Yeah. Bloody hell. Yeah, right. <laughs> he got dropped on his neck and, um, and died in the ring. Who was God. it? Who was it? Oh, there was someone else that, that happened to him, wasn't there? Someone. Uh, that's probably Perro Aguayo Jr. No, no not him. recently. Not one I would have heard of. Owen Hart. Own heart, yeah, that's probably that it. Was, yeah. That was a But you can't watch that. You yeah. can't. Because it was on a delay, so they didn't broadcast it. Mm. You're so like disappointed that. by well, that. Oh. Well, there was a newsreader who killed herself live on it, and you can't watch that. I mean, oh, just where's yeah. the bloody. You know, you've got Netflix, you've got Amazon <laughs> Prime, you've got torrent sites, and you still can't watch some people. They need dying. to make like a Faces of Death. Is that what the film was called? That old Those film videos, they were old videos. Yeah, tapes, just yeah. like footage of people being killed and horrible Snuff things. Films, yeah. yeah. Perhaps they should make them one for the modern age. Well, there was that beheaded guy. I didn't watch that. There was that guy who's beheaded by the, the Taliban or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, we're really getting off track here. Yeah, right? sorry, yeah. sorry. <laughs> really Western Australia. Morbid. Yeah. Morbid little side note there. On May the 5th, the Harry's Diggy Lou Diggy Lay won Eurovision. Yeah. Um, and on May the 7th, Steve Davis became world snooker champion. Uh, on May 31st in Virginia six inmates escaped from death row it's the only time it's ever happened doesn't say what happened to them well the uh, only time six at one time got out or no the only time people. anyone's escaped ah. from death row yeah yeah June 6th Tetris was released in wow, Russia nice uh, and on June the 8th Ghostbusters and Gremlins were released sweet well they were released on the same day yeah I wow. know yeah awesome. imagine them all fighting in the street it'd be crazy yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah same day wow that would have been a good good day at the cinema oh. yeah at the end of June 27th uh, France beat Spain 2-0 two, two to win Euro 84 and on July the 1st <laughs> I thought this was interesting on July the 1st, Liechtenstein became the last European country to let women vote in 1984. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Diego Maradona broke the transfer record when he went from Barcelona to Napoli for £6.9 million. Pounds. Wow. Worth every penny. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good footballer, Maradona. Well, that's a lot for back then, isn't it? Cause yeah. I remember, didn't Shearer go in the 90s for like £9 million and everyone No, that was 15. 15? Yeah. But still, that's... I thought that was a lot. 
Yeah. Uh, that being huge news. He was a big big player though, Maradona, wasn't he? You know. I yeah. even know who he is. He's yeah, was seven foot tall. He's the guy that hand balls. Yeah, hands he played by the rules. <laughs> Put it into perspective, do you know what the record is now? Like a hundred million or something, isn't it? No, hundred and ninety eight million. That's that ridiculous. For? That was for Neymar. I'd, if I was playing that I'd want some sort of like super football robot <laughs> <laughs> guaranteed goals yeah. and no sort of training necessary and you wouldn't have to pay wages because you know you just charge him up yeah he's not even the best player in the it world it could be so powerful. he's two ahead of him that's ridiculous yeah Terry Wallace age 19 went into a coma after a car accident and he didn't regain full consciousness for another 19 years so he regained it in 2003 wow do you know what he said when he woke up he's like are they still releasing now that's what I call music compilations (laughs) oh I've got so much to catch up on brilliant he'd been in like some sort of weird vegetative state and then he started talking he still thought it was 1984 yeah that's great that's like the that's like uh, the prehistoric man in South Park, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> Steve. And the fact that there would have been, you know, Gremlins and Ghostbusters two out by then would have blown his mind. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, I've got to whip through these because VHS is coming up later, and it's right, a fucking okay. mammoth. Yeah. Vanessa Williams gave up her Miss America crown. Um, she's the first ever person to do that because a load of naked pictures of her came along in penthouse, so she had to give it up. Right. Give uh, it up. Baby, <laughs> At the end of July, the 84 Summer Olympics in Los Angeles started. And on August the 4th, the day before Now was released, Upper Volta changed its name to Burkina Faso. Hey, on August the 4th, because I had it down as being July that it came out. What came out? What, now Burkina three. Faso? No, Now 3 came out in July. <clears throat> July? That's what I've got. Well... How, how, how can that be then? Because it went to number one on like the fifth of August, and it went straight to number one. So ah, well, yeah. Wicked, so well, it would have been released for the week before it came out, wouldn't it? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, so right, it says twenty yeah. third of July. It's released. Fair enough. I meant the day before it went to number one. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Um, yeah. So, so during during that time, we had the birth of wrestler Kevin Owens. We had the birth of footballer Andre Iniesta. And Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg in June we got Duffy and on the same day Martin you'll like this on the same day wrestler Sami Zayn was born singer Gareth Gates was born oh what's <laughs> your favourite <laughs> <laughs> oh god it's a long way to Gareth Gates and I'm glad and yeah bringing us up to the day it went to number one Bastian Schweinsteiger was born on the 1st of August and on the 3rd of August swimmer Ryan Lochte have you heard of him? No. Oh, he's famous for being a dirty, nasty bastard, basically. Him, <laughs> him and some other like American swimming the guys. Like, we in the pool. No, they went <laughs> out. They went out and they were all naughty and they got kicked out of a club or something. And because they didn't want to like admit that they'd been like messing about or whatever, they like made up that they all got robbed and all their phones got nicked and stuff. And it made like Rio look like a really bad city. But they just made it up to like deflect. Any criticism from them? I mean, their phones got nicked. Surely they didn't have mobile phones in. <clears throat> no, that's when he was born. That's what I was thinking. But he was born in the eighties. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, of course. He yeah. didn't do it when he was a baby. <laughs> that, would, that would have been really naughty. <laughs> he's a baby swimmer. He's really fucking fast enough to be in the Olympics. <laughs> he's water baby. Well, he's that... got less weight. You know, <laughs> move through quicker. <laughs> Dynamo baby. Plus, 
everyone's, you know, if the baby didn't win, everyone would be like, oh, let him win. Let him win anyway, <laughs> so cute. Yeah, and then finally in May, we lost... Oh, I was going to do that the other way around, actually, because this, this is depressing, this is deaths. Right. <laughs> More death. Uh, Andy Kaufman, Eric Morecambe, and actor James Mason. But did Andy Kaufman die? Or did he just fake his own death, like everyone seems to think? Yeah, maybe. I think he probably died. <laughs> we won't know until R.E.M. to Man on the Moon. He did die because he possessed Jim Carrey for a few years, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. That is, a, I mean, off topic, but that's that's a really interesting documentary, the, mm. the uh, Jim and Andy one. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. So, Duran Duran, again. Again, yeah. they're back again. The Reflex. Yeah, this is sort of like their signature song, really, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. I thought, like, because I, I listened to this song, and first I saw Duran Duran, and I thought, oh, God, another one. But then I listened to it, and it was. I thought it was like, I recognised the bit before the chorus, and the chorus, but I thought they were different songs. And I was like, oh, yeah, I recognise yeah. this. And then it went into the chorus. And I was like, oh, I recognise this. But yeah. I didn't think it was the same as that last bit. Yeah, it's got like three sort of memorable bits, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, <clears> there's <throat> the bit where he's like, why don't you use it? And I was yeah, like, oh, true. I recognise this. Which... And then it went into the chorus. And I was like, oh, oh. But this was good. I really enjoyed this song. And I haven't really liked any of the Duran Duran songs so far. I found that hook really annoying. And yet it's a really effective hook for that reason. But... um their label didn't want it to be the, the lead single off the album because they didn't like that warbling singing bit. Oh, they yeah, thought it would hinder its success as a standalone single track. It's um it's better than... Well, I don't know. I always feel their choruses are a bit samey. I think because I've heard A View to a Kill. Well, most of their songs are all pretty samey, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, but they're good at coming up with... You know, it's like Please, Please Tell Me Now, that bit. They're, they're good with... I don't know. Repeating the same line over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't like that. Though, well, <laughs> something about the vocals that I noticed is I, I thought, oh, they they started chopping them up and sampling them, playing them on a keyboard. Just comes really prevalent, but that's that's the first time I noticed it. And uh, apparently, <clears> it's the the remixing was done by Niall Rogers, who is uh, a ledge. He was in like the guy behind Chic and Sister Sledge and. Uh, David Bowie and I think he's like plays on he's something to do with the Daft Punk song which isn't legendary but proves that he has staying power right and well this um, it sold more in the US than it did in in the UK right Um, more people but yeah it went to to number one both uh, Mm. both places and it is a good I really like this I I thought I'd written off Duran Duran but hey they did a good song yeah, the Aussies didn't mind it as well. Number four on the Kent Music Report. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! That's all I'm interested in now. Is where because it's, it's harder to it's harder than the British chart. It's way harder. Kent Music Report. Yeah, it makes like Rolf Harris and Digital <laughs> Music at number one all the time. Yeah, yeah number three in Canada, A. Eh? Well, and the uh, New Zealand didn't like it quite as they much. They didn't like it. Didn't no. like it as much. Number six and in <laughs> Ireland, they said. I like it. I fucking love it. <laughs> number one in Ireland. Yeah, it was apparently their most successful single. Really? It's yeah. weird yeah. that I don't really, I didn't recognise it as a whole song, just little sections. 
I think one of the parts I recognise from a Weird Al polka medley, though. <laughs> 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 I get that sometimes when I'm listening to a song. I'm like, what is this? I recognise this. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember Weird Al singing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah. I, remember. <laughs> I came with a lot more modern songs that I've not uh, heard that he's covered in his yeah. polka yeah. medley. Do you know what the B-side was? No. Uh, it was a live version of Come Up and See Me by, is that Cockney Rebel? Steve Harley and Cockney Rebel, yeah. yeah. Wow. It's been covered by people as diverse as Less Than Jake and Kylie Minogue with Ben Lee. I don't know, Ben Lee. Oh, Ben, ben Lee. Lee, living <laughs> ever around you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's on Saints Row 2. And... The Reflex is a, ne- a chain of 80s themed nightclubs that are named after nice. that song. Oh, nice. What's the song That's about? cool, isn't it? Well, I don't, I Gag don't. Reflex? No, I don't know. Because <laughs> it makes some really weird claims about the Reflex. It says it's a bunch of stuff that doesn't sound like a Reflex. But um, yeah, a good one. Yeah. Good one. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. good. So Going was... on that one. Yeah, well, that's, that's what's what the last album? Going. Was that a Duran Duran one to begin with? I think they usually get a song right in the uh, first. It was second, I think. Yeah. I think it was number two on number one. Yeah, and that was rubbish. So, hey, good good stuff. Well done, Duran Duran. Well done, Duran Duran. Is that Simon Le Bon? Simon Le Bon. Nice one, Simon. <laughs> The second track is Nick Kershaw. Not "Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me," but I won't let the sun go down yeah, on me, which is not me. doing himself any favors by you know making it seem like because I think you know "Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me" is a classic, and uh, that's just saying "Don't let it," but he's saying he won't. So how it's is he, he going to stop it? It's an answer for the "Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me." I won't. Let's. Yeah, I won't. <laughs> but how's he going to put that into motion? How's he going to stop the sun going down? Well, it's actually another Cold War themed song. They bloody uh, love the Cold War back oh, then. I thought it might have had something to do with the Australian <laughs> referendum on daylight savings. Well, it, you know, it might have done. It, it's political, can cover a lot of things, but the specific lines that kind of point at that are old men in stripy trousers rule the world with plastic smiles. Uh, goodbye in just a minute, gone forever, no more tears, pinball man, power glutton, vacuum inside his head, forefinger on the button, is he blue or is he red? Mm. So that there might be in the colours of the differing parties in Australia, perhaps. Isn't that lyrics in Two Tribes as well? Don't they say something very similar? Probably, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure they do. Perhaps <clears throat> it's just this guy, he listens to a Don't Let the guy's Sun Go Down on Me, Two Tribes, all the songs, and just Nick mashes Kershaw. them into well. Uh, it was quite a good song actually I quite like this thought it was quite quite 80s but quite cheeky yeah. I remember it that's a good sign it's actually uh, Wouldn't It Be Good which was on the on the last Now We Listen To or possibly on Now One this song was released and, and got to like, barely made the top 100 and then Wouldn't It Be Good was a hit so then they re-released this one it wasn't wouldn't it, it was be good, like, number hit. 2 or 3 or something that was right at the start of the album as well I guess Kershaw and Duran Duran were huge in 84 well, he was he was uh, he was managed by Pete Waterman from Stockhake and Waterman, who is a, a devilish and prolific figure in music that we will have to battle many times. Yeah, he claims to have produced it, which isn't true. And it was originally written as a folk protest song, but then they turned it into a pop anthem in the studio. 
But yeah, I thought, thought it was quite a nice, fun little song. Wasn't the best, but that was alright, wasn't it? Well, yeah, it had a like, jaunty intro, but the its chorus sort of comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I, well, I didn't, it was alright, I thought it was a bit of a mess, really. But, on the but isn't isn't the Cold War a bit of a mess, Harry, as well? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> on the Kershaw tip, as the kids would say, I did listen to the uh, placebo cover of Wouldn't It Be Good? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that was funny. Yeah. You're in placebo trying to sing that. Uh, so it made me chuckle. So it was a UK number two, and uh, in Canada, who think they liked it more? Yeah. Uh, no <laughs> I can't do a Canadian accent uh, no number five I mean they're, they're nearer to the to the Arctic aren't they so yeah their yeah. sunset times are a bit weird it's, so you know they don't they don't like being reminded of that yeah I think they're just unrealistic to them innit sun goes down like uh, three hours after it comes up some places oh, yeah. Australia on the Kent Music Report. <laughs> it didn't fare so well. Got, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> only got to number seventeen. Wow! And in Ireland, they said, oh, "I like it." Number four. <laughs> we need to do a little jingle for the, the Kent Music <clears throat> Report. Oh yeah, and the video very much reminded me of the safety dance. It's all like medieval, and they're dancing around maypoles and stuff. Very, almost exactly the same. I think maybe in the early days of music video in the eighties, like the, oh, there's only about like four or five different ideas that have really like, <laughs> yeah. cycled. Uh, there seems to be a lot. It's like uh, what's his face, uh, Howard Jones. Just every video just seems to be him walking around singing at people, yeah. and then yeah. maybe them like following him around and marching. There seems to be a lot uh, of videos like that. Before we move on. You watched the first release video. There was actually a second release, which sounds a lot more interesting. Uh, it was re-released in June '84. He was doing promotional work in Europe, so there's little time to arrange anything. So a faux live video was shot, and it was interspersed with occasional shots of the old men in stripy trousers. At one point, one of the old men picks a blue rabbit out of a guitar case uh, that had been sent to him by a fan named Lauren, and he put it in front of his right-hand monitor during gigs for luck. I think it was the, the rabbit out of the guitar case that I thought was a nice touch. Yeah, yeah. There'll be other be... stuff coming out of instrument cases later. Will there? Well, yeah. there you go. I did an yeah. unintentional segue. It's the 80s. Of course. There's only five ideas. <laughs> Let's both open our cans. <laughs> okay. Open <laughs> my can of uh, killer citrus. <laughs> oh, that's killer. I'm thinking of you and the things you do to me. That makes me love you Now I'm living in ecstasy Hey, it's you And the things you do to me That makes me love you Now I'm living in ecstasy Okay, so what was next on the album? I believe, was it Sister Sledge? Yep. Oh yeah. Uh, Thinking of you. Yeah. That was alright. Well, me and Martin actually heard the wrong version. We heard a sort of yeah. 90s dance pop version. The original is... is um, better. It's better, yeah. <laughs> it's Nile Rodgers at work again. Yeah, well, they keep having these comebacks, don't they? This was a comeback from 1979 yeah. album that yeah. they'd been renewed interest in them, so they released this single. Yeah, it's, it's all right. It's just not... I didn't think, like, any of them... The singing was particularly strong, you know? It was good singing, but... There was no one belting it out. No. Well, they they also their other kind of one of their other famous songs was "We Are Family," which is a lot more, yeah, a lot more banging, I think. 
I did. I thought the vocals were sort of good. I just, you know, it's a nice song, isn't it? They're effortlessly kind of the vocals, aren't yeah. they? They're good without like really trying. I want a lead singer to like be blasting out some extra bits. I yeah. think. I think. Woo! I think she does at the end. Yeah, I think it's because we watched "It's Raining Men" earlier, and not to oh. jump ahead, but they're, they're, that's really committed singing. There. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, um, I don't have a lot to say about the song really. It's, it's alright. Like no, Martin yeah. said earlier, because it's a kind of disco tune, it, it goes on for quite a while. Yeah. Because it was made for dancing too, really. Uh, the yes. only other thing I found out about it was that Paul Weller covers it later, and Paul Weller's going to turn up uh, later on. Ah, is his version going to turn up? Not his version, no, oh, but okay. he's in Style Council, so uh, they're, oh, on this, they're on this disc. <clears throat> Well, I've got some charty shit. I've got some quick charty shit. Ooh. In the UK, we said, uh, yes, that's good enough for number 11. <laughs> oh, not quite good enough, though. In Ireland, they said, I didn't quite like it as much. Number 20. That was, like, Cornish as well, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the 1993 remix got to number 17 and number 21 in the UK and Ireland. That's, that's the good. one that's we not good. to. Yeah. It's not as good. Yeah. The Paul Weller cover got to number 18. And then there was another one, Maureen Waugh's version, that got to oh, yeah. number 11, so the same as the original. Who the hell is that? I've got no idea. I don't even know if it's Maureen Waugh. I think I've just written that really good. <laughs> <laughs> is, Maureen, is that the woman from Drive? Oh, it's Maureen. Yeah, it's Maureen Walsh. Maureen Waugh. Maureen Waugh. That's because the mighty Waugh are later. Yeah. I don't know if I've got anything else. Oh, no, not really. I just like the the lead lady was quite attractive. Right, the next song, Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark, with <sighs> Locomotion. Well, this was rubbish, I, I didn't think, like this. I think they tagged, takes centre stage. They tagged the song wrong, didn't they? This isn't the Locomotion. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, another instance of a song not being the song you think yeah, it is. Yeah, I was just like, oh, I didn't realise the Locomotion was this long ago. This isn't the Locomotion. <laughs> well, oh, before I let Harry rip into it, I mean, the thing... I think Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark is a great name for a band and this song doesn't match you know how I don't like uh, bands and songs not matching up Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark could be all moody and a bit sexual this is just a bit of rubbish pop really yeah it's all, it was pretty forgettable I've already forgotten how it went I remember when I was listening to it I was like this isn't offensive but it's not really memorable but, either but you remember how the, the other locomotion goes oh yeah exactly come on baby do locomotion <laughs> yeah that's but, a classic I've watched this thing about the early synth pioneers and OMD were on it and their music was vastly different. It was really strange, like early synth. It was really weird. It was like looped vocals and it, it, yeah, it was really dark, weird okay, stuff. So, that, so I think they've, they've sort of gone pop and lots of people <clears throat> have kind of are angry about it. Some people have gone, oh, it's a great idea. You sound brilliant. It doesn't sound brilliant. It sounds awful. Um, it's like a Casio. How, how, how did it go? Just sing a little it's bit. It's like a Casio demo. I can't even remember how. Yeah, it that's it. No, 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 I forgot no, no, no. it. That I remember an to acid it. test for pop. Yeah. Well, on BBC Radio One's Roundtable show, they criticised it for the change in direction. Whereas conversely, Tom Hibbert of Smash Hits felt the single was returned to form after the commercially. Right, this is the interesting thing. After the commercially unsuccessful Dazzle Ships, right? Uh, what he criticises about the song before it sounds like a way better song than this. So he's going. Uh, having failed to impress the world with songs about robots in Czechoslovakia, 
OMD return in a lighter vein with no references whatsoever to genetic engineering. Oh, what? That sounds yeah. fucking great! Yeah. Like, why yeah. couldn't we have that song? Yeah. <coughs> <laughs> Czechoslovakian robots, man. The video was alright. I just quite I like the train. You don't get trains like that anymore. <laughs> it's proper sit down, there's all this nice stuff happening, you have dinner. Now it's just go to the car, get some old mouldy <laughs> sandwiches for like three quid. Take on a few tinnies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the, that is the last good thing about train travel, isn't it? Well, free Wi-Fi. Free that's Wi-Fi and you can have some booze. Yeah. And some of them, well, I think a lot of places other than Norfolk already had this, but now have chargers, so you can yeah, charge yeah. your phone in yeah. there. That's all right, isn't it? Yeah. I, we got there eventually. Yeah, they just they had to power them with steam in the old days. You said to like... <laughs> Put a valve going into your phone. Yeah, Steve's not very good for charging your iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> Takes but, ages. Uh, it's, so. it's not like the best bass sound, but I like the fact that with this song, I kind of feel we're starting to get into into the classic bass sounds of the 80s. There's really? a nice bass synth. Not the best one, but... I thought it sounded like a Casio demo with someone singing <laughs> over the top. Yeah, but there are some really good Casio demos. <laughs> yeah. I can show you some keyboards that... Uh, <laughs> I think you're all dying to know where it came on the Kent music. Oh, oh yeah, you know I am. It didn't fare that well on the Kent. It's only number 30 on the Kent. Ooh. Only number 30 on the Kent, mate. <laughs> <laughs> In Ireland they said, I liked it. Number four, which is one better than it got in the UK, which is number five. Still really high, like that's ridiculous. So Ireland presumably is the Republic of, because uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Northern Ireland probably has the same chart. They have no, the same yeah. one, yes. Do you think, like, the Republic of Ireland just, like, bought more of it to put it at a different number just to fuck with the rest of the UK? They're just like, fuck you, we're not going to follow in your footsteps. Yeah, we like it one more than you. There's <laughs> <laughs> a concerted uh, effort by the IRA to do that. <laughs> the IRA was sent out one week to OMD. buy OMD. <laughs> I just want to keep them pops so they don't start making stuff about genetic engineering. When you keep yeah. saying OMD, I keep thinking, was it OMC you did? How bizarre. Yeah, how bizarre. <laughs> I keep coming into my head every time you say OMD. I'm just thinking, how oh. bizarre. Ooh, was that them? <laughs> I was just going to see if... Uh, Presumably they're in here. OMD are in the big book of... Oh yeah, this is... Uh, I'm still using the Encyclopedia of New Wave by Daniel Buck's band. I've forgotten what this band's called. Orchestral Maneuvers in the Duck. Yeah. Oh, Oingo Boingo are they're in after, uh, Sorry. <laughs> yeah. they, come, them. they come in between Oingo, Oingo Boingo and Robert Palmer. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, they're not to be confused with the other OMD, Ozark Mountain Daredevils. Because I made that mistake. Or OMC. <laughs> okay. So they're obviously really good at names because uh, one of their high school bands was called Hitler's Underpants. Right? <laughs> Zed at the end of both words. Hitler's <laughs> Underpants. Wow, well, that is good. I mean... They should have stuck with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's the next song, Harry? Ultravox. Oh. No, I want you to sing it. Uh, yeah, another one I can't really remember. Dancing with tears in my eyes. Oh, yeah, now I remember. Yeah. For the life that died. I mean, one thing I did think when I was listening to these, I was like, wow, these like there's those two. The Sister Slave song, not so much, but then these next two as well, the first two, and track four and five, I thought, wow, these are all really 80s pop, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, like, this is, this, yeah, <laughs> I've, I've put, I don't know, I've put that, yeah, it's just, 
quintessential 80s song in it. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was alright. I like that it went straight into the chorus. No messing about. Just straight in. Yeah. That was yeah. good. But, you know, in a way, although that was good, it was also its weakness because then it, it over overdoes the chorus. Yeah, but like, to go. name me another Ultravox song. Vienna. Yeah, Vienna. Vienna. Right, well, yeah, two songs, but incredibly, this is the second single from Lament, which was their seventh studio album. Yeah. What were they doing? When did they start? Were they just prolific? Was it like one every six months? I don't know. I don't know. Anne Mitchell wrote, do they know it's Christmas? Something after this. He's a busy man. Yeah. He played at Epic Studios in uh, Norwich not long ago. And they said on their Facebook, "Uh, which which Mitchell songs do you want to hear? And I, I think I commented none of them because I'm a, I'm a hardcore troll. I saw, uh, just speaking of uh, Epic, I saw the other day they had a group called Boys Life playing, <laughs> which was one member of Boyzone and one member of Westlife Whoa. singing the hits. Wow. <laughs> it was Brian McFadden and another guy, but yeah, wow, I love Boys Life. <laughs> nice. Well, it makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. So, this, Harry. This song put them back on the map apparently so like seventh album they must have been on the map for a while at some other point we have to look into this because it sounds like they've had a long career before they've even started sort of well this is only 84 surely like they can only have started uh, in 80 or something seven albums in four years yeah surely they could have started before that why could they have only started in 80 I don't know but because it's the 80s look there you go they were formed in 1973 Oh, oh, okay, fair enough. Wow. So, Live Aid's looming on the horizon. But they were known as Tiger Lily between 1973 uh, and 1975. And then they had various other names between 75 and 76. They became Ultravox between and 70 and then did seven albums. 76. And they're called Megavox, Hypervox, Supervox. Well, I guess if this is 84 and they start being called Ultravox in 76, about one a year? Pop, pop yeah. an album a yeah. year? Yeah, but they can't yeah. have been all synth poppy in 76. Oh, no, Maybe no. they were a bit punky. Um, <laughs> it was so, yeah, Live Aid looming on the horizon, and they played this out there, and Majure, so she was involved in Band Aid and all that. Did anyone watch the video? Uh, yeah, I did, but I can't really remember it. Is it meant to be backwards? You but, tell me. I don't know that. Is it. Well, <laughs> okay, so he's driving. With tears in his eyes. Yeah. No, he's dancing <laughs> with tears in his eyes. Yeah. So it, when he's driving towards like the thing and everyone's running about, is that all forwards when you watched it? I don't know. All it says is that it's about a nuclear power plant meltdown, depicts Midgeal driving home after discovering nuclear exposure is imminent, and it ends with a power plant exploding. Mm. See? You see, like the video I watched, halfway through, it starts going backwards through those events. So that okay. did confuse me when I read that. I don't know if I've just watched one that's like... Well, this is uh, one, of, one of the five music videos, isn't it? Nuclear yeah. war. Base. Cold war, <laughs> nuclear war. Yeah. 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 And then they just yeah, run good. out of money. Got to stick, with the, stick with the classics. He was probably an alien. Well. Yeah. <laughs> just insane. Probably. Yeah, hang on, hang on. Is it... Is it <laughs> Is is the second half of the video the first half in reverse, or is it a different backwards? Well, I thought he was doing the bit with his family frontwards, at least until they went to bed, and then it all went backwards to the bit where the guys with the clipboard and stuff. Right. Well, I think they just ran we, out of ideas. Shall we give this went... a pause and watch it and find out? We could do. We can give the, yeah, the people a conclusive okay. answer to well, this question. <laughs> okay, well, back in a minute. Let's just skip back and just make sure. 
No, it definitely is the right. It's the whole. I've watched it all backwards. That's definitely that in the right way. Yeah, because then the end is. So why? Tell me why. Why is it a better better video? Why? Such a better story backwards. Explain it to the listener. Because it's funny when people walk backwards and stuff, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) The bit where he's driving, he's just reversing home. Yeah, well, it's because you don't like with it backwards. You don't find out like what all the trouble is until right at the end, and that's a better way to tell the story. That's usually how drama works, isn't it? Yeah, uh, they were busy making seven albums, Harry. They didn't have time to like think. Would this video be better backwards? (laughs) Would our nineteenth studio album be better if we just the whole thing was just reversed and went? I think you should always consider it. One of this podcast would be better backwards. <laughs> it makes me think of Garth Marenghi though, when he's like, anything that, that didn't have dialogue was considered for slow motion. <laughs> right. But yeah, that was alright, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, right. hang on, I've got stuff to say. Um, yeah, I didn't actually realise that that was Ultravox. I didn't know who I thought it was. I don't think I've ever heard it before. Only 58 on the Kent music. Oh, my God. Number three in the UK. In Ireland, number eight. Canada, and number 52, eh? Eh? And uh, in New Zealand, it was number 38. (laughs) Again, that was awful. Yeah, that was. Sounds more South African. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Howard Jones next time. Yeah, Pearl in the Shell. Another Howard Jones. Has he been Shell. on that every one? Yeah, I, like, I was sort of thinking, oh, another <laughs> Howard Jones one. I, lo- I like the Fosset Shell. Yeah, that I good. thought this was the best of the Howard Jones I've heard so far. Did you? Yeah. Although, well, just, what were the other Howard Jones? I did Jones? like the falsetto singing. Uh, there was, this is a song for all of my friends. And, um, what was it? What is love? Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, this one had the sweet falsetto singing. That's what I liked about it. On my version now, there wasn't a big fade out at the end of Ultravox, so at first I did actually just think it was the same song for a little <laughs> while. Um, I wasn't, I don't know, I didn't like this one as much, I didn't think it was the strongest one from old Jonesy. Really? Yeah, I wasn't sure what the chorus was, and that's always a bad sign for me. It's the Shadows bit, isn't it? Does he start with that though? Yeah, but as we've just shown, Ultravox, <laughs> in the 80s, starting with the chorus was the thing to do. <laughs> Um, I mean, yeah. yeah. I wasn't like, you know, this is an amazing song, but I thought the other Howard Jones songs were a bit bit crap anyway, so I was like, oh, this is a bit better. I think it was just because he was doing falsetto singing, and I love a bit of falsetto. <laughs> yeah, I thought you would. I don't really care what either of you think, though. I want to know what the, what the Kent music yeah, report. What, what did the Australians think? They're the most important. I don't think it's got a release anywhere other than the UK. I think he's very much a UK-based jobby. Okay. UK number seven, that's all the data I've got for that one, I'm afraid. Oh, okay. Yeah. It seems like he was massive, because like every, yeah. now, every now we've listened to, listened to, as a, <laughs> and reviewed, has a Howard Jones song on. Yeah. I think I saw there's more coming. Because like, to but, get to know you well is like yeah. after all this, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But, so like, how the hell is he such a massive... But it's not like... <laughs> don't get it. It's not like when you think of legendary stars of the past, everyone's like, oh, Howard Jones, I love it. No one's mum is like, oh, I'm going to go see Howard Jones in concert. I really love yeah. Howard Jones. Yeah, there's, there's kind of two brackets, aren't there? Like, uh, There's the sort of people who could... I mean, mid your can sort of headline a show still. Then you've got people who basically... 
go on like eighties revival tours, and they all band together because yeah. none of them on their own could sell enough tickets. You get people yeah. like I'm Mad- sure Madness, you know, they still play gigs and yeah, like know who they are and stuff. Yeah, so the video was basically Inception with the sax player, like we kept going in and out of his dreams and through different layers of his dreams. It was quite interesting. Uh, probably the most interesting thing about it, really, if you ask me. So it wasn't a video where Howard Jones just walked about singing like he normally does? No. Wow. Well, yeah, it was, but... But in, in a dream. <laughs> but we kept going in through the, the guy's brain to get <laughs> to it. I don't really have anything to say about Blank Monge either. Yeah, uh, a lot of these songs that were... I on, can't remember it at all. On this disc in a row, I was sort of like, oh, it's not like disc two of the last album where they were all like hard to listen to because they were so dull, but they weren't really memorable either. They were just like all right pop songs from the 80s, really. I yeah. think this is one of the few, perhaps the only song on Now 3 that doesn't have its own Wikipedia entry. Yeah, um, do you know what just redirects to Blamange? Do you know what Blamange is sort of most famous for? Not spelling Blamange right. Yeah, I believe they're actually called Blackmange. <laughs> Blackmange. Black well, that that means white eat, doesn't it? Basically. Go on. What doesn't are they most it? famous for? Um, it's, this is their second biggest hit. Their biggest hit was "Living on the Ceiling" in 1982. Which you, you won't know that until I go, I'm so tall, I'm so tall, you raise me and then you let me fall. It's no, on the Brocker no, I, anyway. I still don't remember it. Uh, I, thought it doing, I thought you were going to sing, what a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Again. Living if, if you're a weak act. Singing, <laughs> Again, if, if you're a weak act, don't, don't, you know, if you're sort of a bit rubbish, don't call your song like, Bohemian Symphony. Was this what they did in the eighties? It's like that thing where you get, you know, instead of like Happy Feet, there's like a film coming out called like <laughs> yeah. Happy Penguin or whatever. Yeah. Which is on the front cover, people yeah. just accidentally buy the wrong song. Is that what they used to do in the eighties? <laughs> oh, I won't let the song go down on me. Right, I'll sell that one. <laughs> yeah, all the nans buying singles for their uh, their grandchildren will buy the wrong one. I don't like how it goes. I don't know about Happy Feet, but there's certainly some gappy teeth again. Really, another one, another steeple. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little bit of sampling keyboard on there. I like the, the old thing that you were talking about, where you sample the vocal line yeah. and mess about with it. That's good. Yeah, I thought it was okay. Um, the video was interesting. He's hanging out with these exotic ladies. I can't figure out where they're meant to be from. But they're quite attractive, and that was about it, really, for the video. <laughs> Some more ladies. Yeah, but yeah, that's the job. Doesn't don't get on the Kent Music Report. Well, why are we even talking about it? No, it went top ten in the UK, number number eight. Top fifty in Canada, number forty eight. And in Ireland they said Oh, I don't like it quite as much. <laughs> Only number ten. Only number ten. Yeah. It's, it's good that all the accents that you need to do are from countries that aren't sensitive about their accents, you know. If you start having to do like be a bit Jamaican or Ch- especially Chinese, that would be really bad. Oh pretending to be a bit Jamaican, that's Oh no, hang on, that's not coming up. That's a Snoop Lion song I heard the other day. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
that's coming. It's not coming up. I like for a long Informer time. isn't Informer by Snow isn't until ninety five. I like so the fact that you're calling him Snoop Lion instead of just calling him Snoop Dogg like well, everyone else still does. All right, off topic you, slightly you, for a second. You respect his name change because I saw like his new song the other day. It was like an advert on YouTube with um, Eddie Murphy singing. Wow, Eddie yeah. Murphy! Eddie singing. Murphy and him affecting Jamaican accents. Wow, that does sound good. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's I can't nice wait till now hundred when we get to listen to that. Yeah, one. Well, that's exactly what I was thinking. I think Eddie like, Murphy did some singles in the eighties. He did. He's he did party all the time with Rick James. I know oh, that's exactly what I song. thought though. Jamie and he did a really good. Well, I say really good. It's a really terrible but really funny song featuring mm. Michael Jackson. And there's a video for it that's really ah. bad as well called What's Up With You? Yeah. Yeah. With you? Yeah. But look, we, this is basically the final verdict on Don't Tell Me by Blamange. It's, it's much more interesting to talk about So, someone who can still uh, headline show. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's goodbye, Blamange. Won't be seeing him again. No more blank mange. Oh, we need to damn. throw in a little sound effect for that. I just start editing in a jingles, jingles for the Kent Music Report, and like a little, <laughs> yeah. a little thing for when people disappear. I love the Kent. It's so serious, isn't it? <laughs> Kent's Music Report by Michael Kent. <laughs> this is the songs that are the best this week. Yeah, I hope. I, hope <laughs> I don't not, know why I I hope it's again. not even based on sales. It's just Michael Kent <laughs> writing down his favourite songs of the week. Yes, number ten. Uh, <laughs> I like it. There's here's another potential podcast title. Take a look at me now. <laughs> Take a look at you oh, now. Yeah. 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 So uh, you you're supposed to be on now watch, aren't you? Now watch. Uh, you're watching the songs that have now in them in the title. Oh, am I? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Please, please tell me yeah. now. Take well, a look this, at me now. Isn't this called Against All Odds, or does it have a bracket? It has a bracket oh. because Against All Odds was a film. That's right. Yeah. And he was asked to do music for it. He watched a rough cut in his hotel. He actually wrote this song with slightly different lyrics on face value. His divorce album, which is why it's all divorcey. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just getting ready for a, for a battle of. Uh, God, you guys. <laughs> I, I, I feel like Harry's gonna fucking hate this. I like this. I like it. It's a nice song. I like it. Do yeah. you like it? Um, I always have liked it. N- not really, but because I think it gets it, it confuses me slightly. Right, what's like that? Def- the chorus, right? So take a look at me now, triumphant, yeah? yeah? That's the one takeaway from that song. If you're going to take one detail away from that song, it's that bit. But actually, that's not, like, triumphant. It's take a look at me now, I'm a fucking wreck. <laughs> yeah. So it confuses me, it's like triumphant. And it's, take a look at me now, I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, I just don't like it because it's Phil Collins as well. Oh, well, that's not oh, a reason to dislike yeah, well. it. It's his little wheedling, he's a little pig wheedling pig. Just leave him alone, <laughs> leave Phil alone. I... I sort of think it's a good song and I like the song yeah. but it probably would have been better if they got a better singer in because Phil Collins just doesn't He have... He won. He, he sort won. of likes to write no. these sort of like big ballady solely things but then he doesn't really have the voice for Listen, it. Listen, he won He won a Grammy or something for best vocal performance he, he for did. this. He did. Yeah. <laughs> I think, to be honest, I think I'm a minority in this because this is the Ruzza from Wu-Tang Clan's favourite power ballad. Yeah. yeah. Ruzza knows. <laughs> and it's got the classic Phil... Power fill into yeah, like gate I like drums. It. I like it. 
They just think maybe if they gave it to someone else to sing, it would have been even uh, better. Someone must have covered it, though. You want oh, yeah. That, I think it's like Mariah uh, Carey yeah. or something. Mariah and Westlife. Yeah. Um, Mariah down. Carey can warble that out like a motherfucker. Oh, yeah, because it's really slow. She's got loads of yeah. rooms to avoid the actual notes of the song. And, uh, take a look at me now. Yeah. Oh. Like that. I wasn't sure there was... Um, a video because the official one is a live performance where okay. he kind of mangles the chorus That's a bit. Phil's a serious artist. But, just, he wants to people to see him live. There was a video which was just a, like him filmed singing it and then some in, in the spurs of that against all odds film. Yeah. What's interesting about doing this podcast in 2018 is that back in the 80s, you know, he was riding a massive wave of success. Sold loads of albums, so loads of people were buying Phil Collins, must have liked Phil Collins. Yeah. Then he sort of went through this thing in the 90s where there's a massive backlash against him. And now, because of people like Rizzo and, and because he's been away for a little while, his stock's sort of going up again. He's like ridden the storm, which you can't say about Blumage. It's weird, yeah, it's weird yeah. with Or Howard um, Jones. <laughs> yeah, they haven't got the It's weird with though. Phil Collins, isn't it? Because it seems like there's loads of like, he seems to be really liked by lots of like hip hop and R&B artists I remember years ago like 15 years 10 years ago or something, there was like a compilation album of Phil Collins covers and it was all done by like R&B and hip hop artists yeah. wasn't there what, what was it called I just remember didn't someone released Another Day in Paradise but yeah. see now that is a, a Phil ballad that is I don't think it's very good and it's quite sanctimonious whereas this is way better than that yeah I, I like this song. I like it I've got the best of Phil Collins I've got face value but seriously I don't have all his albums and I probably never will I don't have the proper bear soundtrack go. Go. it was called Urban Renewal nice in 2001 nice so uh, I've got to get hold of that yeah Another Day in Paradise was by Brandy nice yeah <laughs> Brandy from Brandy and yeah. Monica or Moesha <laughs> nice. if you will this, did, yeah Old Dirty Bastard doing a Phil Collins cover <laughs> That's the studio. Uh, Against All Odds by Montel Jordan. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yeah. We need to get hold of that album. We're all dying to know about the, uh, the Kent, Kent Report. The Kent Report. Right, I'm going to keep that till last. Oh, okay. So it went number one in, in the US. Sold loads of copies. <laughs> loads, that's what it says. Yeah, it must have done it going number one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in, the, uh, in the UK, it only got to number two. Kept Ooh. off the top by... Hello, and uh, the reflex by Duran Duran. They are all good songs. Cool. Yeah. That must have been a good week to be a pop <laughs> pop music lover. <laughs> yeah, in uh, New Zealand, they said, "All right, Brit, uh, I, I, I quite like it." Number three. <laughs> and in Ireland, they said, "Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. So I do." Number one. In Canada, they said. That's okay, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Number one. <laughs> Number one. And on the Kent Music Report. It's the most important one. Yeah. What did Kent have to say? It's only good enough for number three, mate. Oh, no, mate. Good enough for number three. <laughs> oh, mate. <laughs> oh, man. I think Relax was one of the best songs on Now 2. Oh, and now we have another Frankie Goes to Hollywood banger in uh, Two Tribes. Yeah. There's two tribes. One likes Phil Collins and the other doesn't. <laughs> I also think this is a really good song as well. 
Oh yeah, yeah, I like this. It's got some nice. It's about the Cold War again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Give it a rest, would you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's interesting now because he said uh, it. It can be. It's not. It is about the Cold War, but it can be about other conflicts. Giving the examples of cowboys and Indians, or Captain Kirk and the Klingons, which is interesting because Captain Kirk was American and Klingons were blatantly Russian in the original yeah. series. Because a lot of eighties production is really bad, but like this kind of proves that that wasn't across the board. Like this sounds really big and yeah, and awesome. It just yeah, yeah, needs someone like well, Trevor Horn. Yeah, go in there. Yeah, he's definitely got something. Hasn't Give it he? the horn. Like his songs are really well produced. Apart from uh, yeah, we'll come on to that. <laughs> I'm gonna get proved completely wrong. I reckon, aren't I? Yeah, such a big hit that Relax went back up to number two. Yeah, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah, this is the 29th biggest UK selling single of all time. Fair enough. Over 1.6 million units. Yeah. That makes you think: Are we living in a land where sex and horror are the new gods? Uh. No. no, no, no. Social media <laughs> is the new god. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's still a good line. That's a, that's a, a very intense line for any pop song. That is, yeah. you know, you're not going to get that in Blum Orange <laughs> or whatever. No, no, it's all the better for it, really, isn't it? Video. I didn't see this one. Oh, okay. It's uh, it's. I thought it was Gorbachev versus Reagan wrestling. In like mud and stuff. Oh yeah, I read about it actually, but I don't think I see it. I quite but it was It sounded good. It was this guy Chenenko. I've not really heard of him, but that was him versus Reagan. And the you know the little Reagan um, talky bits in the song. Yeah, that's Chris Barry doing it. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah he's he a good, did. He's a good impressionist, isn't he? Yeah, he did Reagan on. Um, Spit uh, an image. image. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did Reagan on that, and he also then turns up. He returns for the band's next single, The Power of Love, imitating Mike Reed, presumably uh, the racist Calypso Mike yeah, Reed, yeah. not Frank Butcher, no. in a parody of the DJ's band on their previous single, Relax. Yeah, yeah he, was, he was, I suppose at this point, people would have heard Chris Barry from Spitting Image, but they didn't really know who he was until Red Dwarf. Yeah, but, hit yeah. the heady heights of the Britass Empire, yeah. I just, I, just, <laughs> I just like the idea of Chris Barry hanging around with Frank and goes to Hollywood. That must have been yeah. a hell of a party. <laughs> just them going like, oh yeah, dude. Do another do your impression of Reagan again. He's like, oh yeah, only if you'll only if you'll sing me relax again. <laughs> I'd want relax. I, I, this is a very good song, but it's not relax, is it? No, the, but then that's the problem, isn't it? Like such a strong first single, relax or first strong hit. And any other band that hadn't done relax, this would be like their best work, you know. Yeah, but it's such it's so lovely when you get a, a real banger like this oh, on yeah. now. You've had a bit of blancmange. It's all right. It's tolerable, but just and it's <sighs> nice to see that the songs that we, looking back at it, think, "Oh, this one's really good," are the ones that like sold absolutely shitloads. Yeah, uh, like you yeah. know, yeah, you had to try hard in days, days, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Got a couple of couple of little things. Um, I don't know. We need to find out about the Kent position, really, don't we? Yeah, we do need to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but do the other charts. Do you first. think this one's cracked the Kent? Yeah, it must have cracked the Kent. Well. UK number one, of, of course. course. Of course. America number forty-three didn't really didn't really embrace it. You'll see that becomes a recurring pattern. They just don't like good songs. Yeah. Well, it's also about the Cold War, isn't it? And they're they're emotional yeah. about that. Yeah, because they were in it. It's a bit close to home. Yeah, but it's far enough away from New Zealand. They like it. <laughs> number one. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Well done, Kiwis. And the Irish said, 
Oh, 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 I loved it. Number one. It's always Cornish. <laughs> <laughs> number one's always Cornish. You've got to number one in Cornwall. <laughs> <laughs> and in Canada. <laughs> eh? It's number six, eh? Well, your Canadian accent is all over. <laughs> in Australia, <clears throat> the Kent Music Report. It's only good enough for number four, mate. What? Yeah. I know, it's hard to crack the canvas. <laughs> Got it. You know you've made it once, Michael Kenvis. <laughs> I don't know, we just made him up. <laughs> He's a tough nut. <laughs> and just, I've got to talk about, because I think this is the best time to do it, it's around about the time it was released. In 1985, they made a video game of Frankie Goes to Hollywood. <laughs> Wow, yeah, really? Yeah, for Spectrum, Amstrad CPC, and Commodore 64. It's considered one of the best Commodore 64 games of all time. Wow. So it was a good video game as I well. I'm going to try and get hold of that. Yeah. It must be a ROM of it. Wow. What, what the hell? Is it yeah. an RPG? Is it a platformer? It's, it's kind too of early a to be a puzzle based. It? It's sort of a little adventure puzzles, and they're just very good little mini games, I think. Some text comes up In and says. You have a choice of two tribes. Which do you choose? I think it's just, uh, it's yeah, it's just well made, stylish. You've got to get to the pleasure dome. And yeah, you've got to fill up like love, sex, and war, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah, you don't like bum your way to the pleasure dome or anything like that. That's the no. sort of secret level. I, well, I don't know what all the mini games are, so it could no, be. it could have been. <laughs> and it looks like if you bought the game, you got a free special live recording of Relax. Ooh. Nice. So it's wow. on the box art. Oh, there you go. That's great because not many games come with CDs. So what's the, I mean, was, Comic Zone. That wasn't for a few years. So it was just called Frankie, by the looks of it. Wow. Of course, it's Frank Sinatra. And the song Frankie was uh, on the soundtrack. <laughs> that was Dancing with Tears in My Eyes, wasn't it? What you just sang? Frankie with, with Tears in My Eyes. I was singing, what's, what's the one? Uh, wasn't there, a, there was some like girl group in the 80s? Do Maybe. you remember Frankie? I don't, I don't know. I don't remember it. What, is that how it went? <laughs> right, let's find this out. Is it about um, Coco Beware's Parrot? Because I'm pretty sure the Frankie song in the video, it's like young group of girls and they're singing, but the guy they're singing to is like an old man. No, is it Sister Sledge? There you go. Oh, yeah, Frankie. Frankie by Sister Sledge. Yeah, that's Sister the, Sledge. Is yeah. it Sister Sledge? So that's, they have like, uh, yeah, they have another big hit. Maybe it was Frankie that made them famous again. It might have been Frankie that made them famous again around this time. Yeah. Oh, See? <laughs> Bringing it all, tying it all back together. Vision, dreams of passion And all the while I think of you A very strange reaction The more I see, the more I do Not only do you get two tribes and you're buzzing off that Then you get White Lines Such a good song And also, it's an anti-drug song that isn't really lame Yeah Like yeah. Even people taking coke loads would probably still really enjoy this song, you know. It's uh, Also, I should point out, it's nothing to do with Grandmaster Flash. He yeah. already left Sugar Hill by then. This is yeah. Melly Mel. That's right. It was a little lie to make people buy it. Uh, but yeah, this... Uh, <clears throat> so it's White Lines, Don't Don't Do It, which is another needless repetition of the word don't. Yeah. Yeah, do you like that? Well, they, <laughs> love, they love that in the 80s. 
please, please tell me now. Duran, Duran. Well, it should have been called White Lines. Don't, don't do it. <laughs> don't well, do, do it. Do it. <laughs> don't do it, do it. White, don't white do line it. lines. It's funny you mentioned Duran, Duran, because they covered this song. They do, and I believe it's actually... No, maybe it isn't on now. Maybe it was on uh, th- on the best hip-hop album the best rap album in the world ever. Yeah, yeah. It might. Well, we'll we'll come to it. The Duran Duran version. It's a really. It's pretty good. Because this song's definitely on the best hip hop album ever. Because I had that. Yeah, when I was a kid. That's it. Well, I I would have had. It doesn't have the full version. (laughs) We're not doing the ever dot 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 ever series. No, 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 no. But the 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 first version or the version I've got on my version of Now Three is like a seven minute one. Yeah, but it zips along really nicely. It's not boring. It's got like spoken word. Yeah, it's loads of bits I've never heard. There's a bit where you can hear him snorting lines in, in time with the music because it's really good you should really I was like what never heard that before you should really seek it out there's just so many great things you've got people going freak bass and stuff like that it's great isn't it? then you've yeah. got like you've got that you've got like the, the sort of baby. harmonies and then you've yeah. got that like banging synth line in the chorus which apparently was stolen from another song yeah don't even care that the singing's out of tune it's just all great isn't it and the whole thing yeah it's great and Melly Mel considering you know these are the early sort of days of hip hop he's not banging out loads of lines but he's got such a good like presence and voice he's yeah. just really like definition of a MC as a master of ceremonies guy just, it's a proper song isn't it well even though they've nicked it it's yeah. not just a loop with someone talking yeah, yeah, it's, nice. not, it's really good it's been thought about properly yeah. crafted yeah I, I, I love this song do you know Spike Lee did an unofficial video for it with Lawrence Fishburne in it really I did yeah. because Lawrence Fishburne wasn't known at that time and uh-huh. uh, if you wait till a bit later in the podcast there's another video with an unknown black actor in it who would become really really big really it's yeah. not Samuel L. Jackson is it might be. Don't get the two confused. Uh, I was going to say, was it, it actually Jackson? is Samuel L. Jackson. Is it? Uh, well, because thought... ah, Wesley Snipes was in uh, bad. The Bad. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> but let's not, let's not get ahead of it. No, let's not get confused. But I don't think we'll get bad. Well, we don't seem to get much Michael Jackson on now. No, no. Uh, yeah. Farewell, my summer love. Yeah. Shard around this that, time that gets on now because it's like a, a cash in by Motown because Thriller was big but at this time in the charts PYT was in there I think Thriller beat it Billy yeah, Jean all still in the charts nice anyone but, got anything else no, oh, no. I'll do I'll that. White Lines is awesome it is oh, it's really good really good I'll tell you I'll tell you of a crack Ken <laughs> go on um, so UK number 7 but Hang, hung around the charts for ages apparently did, sold yeah. more than a lot of the number ones that year America number 47 I've told you not embracing anything good yeah that's because they that's mental they're American they love white uh, lines they don't want to be told not to do them <laughs> they've not embraced hip hop as quickly as the UK that's mental it doesn't make any sense yeah but is that part of that I mean I'm not saying that Britain wasn't racist and isn't racist but it's much more of a problem in America like you know well yeah, I mean, well, there's no pattern really to no. whether whether or not a country's racist and and, it, and this song doing well in the charts because you know New Zealand is uh, number forty five, mate. Okay, yeah. You know, I don't think they're that racist in New Zealand, are they? Uh, I don't know. I they don't like all too much credit. They? <laughs> they don't like all. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Not that I'm aware of. But... Uh, in Ireland, I don't care what colour you are, only what religion. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> But they said, uh, oh, I didn't like it quite as much, only number 22. Oh. <laughs> and in the Kent Music Report, they got to number seven, mate. Yeah. Oh, Kent, he loves <laughs> it. Mandela. 
So, free Nelson Mandela, if ever a song kind of has uh, managed to date, because <laughs> uh, since then, as we all know, he got freed. He also then died. That doesn't come under Death Watch because he's not in the band. Yeah, I, something I have to say before anything else, this this shocked me. So, at the Nelson Mandela 90th birthday tribute in London's Hyde Park in June 2008, I don't know if it was a tribute concert and he was there or... But Amy Winehouse performed it, right? And this is a song about freeing a civil rights uh, leader and that. Yeah, she went down in my estimations. She, when they uh, when they listen back, sometimes instead of singing free Nelson Mandela, the great civil rights leader, <laughs> she was she at times sang free Blakey, my fella, a reference to her husband, Blake Fielder Civil. Not a, a great legend of like racial politics, no, no. no. He's a former drug dealer in prison <laughs> for assault and was in prison. How crass is that? I know. Like, she went right down in my estimation. I can't believe yeah. that. That is shocking. And it, like, it's not even like she's doing it. She's doing it at Nelson Mandela's tribute concert. What? I guess she was pretty fucked up then. I watched the film about her and it was pretty sad. I know. She but I know, I know. But that is, this is separate <laughs> to anything I feel about anything else. I just think, whether you're on drugs or not, that is such an incredibly crass, oh, yeah. terrible thing to do. Like... If you want to do that, don't do it at Nelson Mandela's tribute. And she since... might have been speaking to Nelson Mandela before, and he was like, "Oh, you could, you're Blake. He's been held oh, in prison long enough. Oh, whiny. Not... <laughs> oh, where's Blakey? Of course you can. I really wish they would free Blakey as well. I haven't had any good skunks since he went to jail. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's a good joke and, and, a, and a dodgy accent. I don't know what do, I think that was one of Harry's better accents. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's just uh, you know. This song, I've never heard it properly. I think I've only ever heard the chorus, and it's good, isn't it? Yeah. Nelson Mandela. Well, the verses are better than the chorus when I was listening to it. I was like, oh, actually, it's just pretty good. <laughs> I mean, it's so blind that you cannot see. Like, it's hard from here because obviously we we know that. He got out of prison, so and this was quite. This was like what ninety one that he came out, and this is eighty four. But yeah. it might have had an impact. I mean, apparently in nineteen eighty four, the students' union at Wadham College, Oxford, right? Oxford being quite a traditional. It's the sort of place you could imagine. Again, not you know. <laughs> what you gonna say? Yeah, but um, they passed a motion to end every college dance. Goth, as they called it, with with that song, and it continues yeah. to this day. Yeah, it continues to this day. Unpass it. You don't need. Yeah, but they play the. He's, he's free. He's dead. <laughs> yeah, but they play the Blake Blake version because they. <laughs> but, I, would, I would imagine like that would make the students sense. really want some good drugs. So. It would make sense if they did it every week until he's free. <laughs> yeah, and, like it's a, not just every time. What are you, the waterfront? well yeah uh, but yeah it's it's a pretty good song I mean yeah the topic is dated but it's still it's a nice it's got like a little African lilt to the chorus I I didn't realise this song was by uh, the specialty but for some reason in my head this song was by Boney M <laughs> it's, the, it's not. It's by the special yeah, AKA. Yeah, listen to it. And I was yeah. like, it's the special oh, AKA, which is or the special AKA, or whatever. So yeah. Terry Hall's left. A few other people left. I think it's just Jerry Dammers at this point. It's sort of yeah, less less the fun boy three. 
Yeah. Which was, I didn't know the Fun Boy 3 came from the specials. I didn't know that much about it, but I thought, we're sort of like the Fun Boy 3, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but if, if you look at Madness. Hey, Fun Boy. Who has. <laughs> no, Harry. If you look at Madness, who are a, a ska group from the same time and have just done like this run of awful songs and we get another one of those on here. Oh, yeah. You know, like, this is, this is much more enjoyable than oh. that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I liked the uh, when it's just the echoey kicks. And oh yeah, yeah, that was cool. That was cool. Uh, Elvis Costello produced this song. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good bit of fun, I think this one. Yeah. Did oh, it crack God. the can? <laughs> 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 nah. Kent, Kent hates Nelson Mandela. Didn't crack the Kent, although it was a number one in New Zealand. Wow. Yeah. And in uh, UK, we said number nine. And in Ireland, they said, oh, I liked it. <laughs> Number six. <laughs> we need to get our act together. Take it on the street. Bring it on home and buckle them guns on the floor. So is it Womack and Womack? Yeah. Uh, Death Watch Alert. So Celia Dale Womack. I thought it was Cecil. In... Yeah, it's Cecil. Yeah. Sorry, Celia's. Cecil. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Cecil <laughs> Cecil Dale Womack died on January twenty fifth, two thousand and thirteen. It's an okay song. I sort of I don't know. I've forgotten how it goes now. Yeah, I don't know the Star Council one. Oh, it was sort of. I was listening to it, and I was. I thought I got about halfway through listening to it, and I was like. I bet they're going to forget this by the time we come around to recording. Yeah, it's, it's kind of pretty, a smooth, forgettable. It's a smooth soul number, and it's all yeah. right while you listen to it, but it doesn't really stay in the memory. No, I thought it was pleasant enough, but it's, yeah, there's nothing. I just remember the love wars, love wars, yeah. and the bit of put your guns on the floor. That bit as well, but yeah. Did it's re- got to be about domestic violence or something, hasn't it? The note with didn't, the video and that. didn't have its own Wikipedia page. Ah. Didn't it very guys... much seemed like it because it did it. It's like one of the lines is, "I won't slap you about if you don't something or other." Oh yeah, there was something. Look, I think if they you were don't trying keep to keep giving it all. <laughs> I don't think it was. I think it was supposed to be... cool. I think it was supposed to be a, a, a boxing metaphor verse because they talk about being in for eight and stuff like that. But obviously, maybe they didn't think about the domestic violence, uh, or maybe they did. I mean, it's by a husband mm. and wife. So, I think they did because the video is like a man and a woman like they they're both there on, like in this little boxing ring and it keeps like flicking to like two dancers who are sort of boxing each other the woman's basically giving the bloke a bit of a pasting in a dance style <laughs> <laughs> did I read that these guys like wrote lots of songs for other people mm, they yeah. did yeah. yeah I I thought one of them would be Bobby Womack yeah apparently not yeah that's I thought that as well UK number 14, no other data available, I'm afraid. <laughs> Not even the Ken. We don't even know if it's Crack the Ken. If anyone knows if this Crack the Ken, yeah. they know. It must let us know. We're up to nearly the end of side one, so yeah, take take a look at the take a look at the nouns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. we're on the style council. You're the best thing. Oh yeah, I actually yeah. like this. 
I liked it. I thought it was more memorable. The hooks kind of got in my head a lot more than Womack and Womack. This kind of white Sing soul it, song. And then I'll remember. You're I'll do the, the best falsetto. Thing that ever happened. I can't remember where it goes. It's a bit like that, isn't it? <laughs> I, I'm not. Well, you know it. Yeah, it's that. Yeah, that was that was a nice song. That's one for the sex mix. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a good song, but I just think it sounds weird because it's Paul Weller. I mean, I don't think of Paul Weller as one of the great soul singers because he isn't, is he? But clearly. is he doing the singing on that? Because I don't think it doesn't sound anything yeah, like him. Well, he's certainly pretending that he's doing the singing in the video, which okay. is incredibly boring and, and and rubbish. Apparently, I've made two notes about it being both <laughs> it boring. It must have been rubbish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It must have been if I'd made the same note pretty well, no, much it, twice. It is weird because this happens between the jam, which is, sounds nothing like this, and yeah. then it's kind of nineties. I don't yeah. know if Peacock suit will end up on anything, but that's probably the most likely candidate for the future now. Yeah, but fair play to him. He was like, I'm going to do a bit of soul. He did it. Yeah, some nice harmonies. I just don't think he's a good soul singer, is he? You can't. You can hear it in his voice. It's sort of more. It's a bit mechanical. He's got the Phil Collins thing. Yeah, he sings soul songs, but he can't. Well, when well. he when he sort of finds his voice, as he puts it, he was singing like about three octaves lower than that, wasn't he? Wildwood and all of that. Yeah. But yeah, no, I don't have a lot to say about it other than that. I like um, it. It's a nice bit of fluff. Yeah. It's nicer than the fluff in my belly button. Yeah. It's not as nice as the fluff in my belly button, but I've got some good fluff. <laughs> I know this is uh, irrelevant, but like, I feel like, particularly since I've hit my 30s, like before, before I was 30, I didn't used to get that much belly button fluff. And now it's like all the time. Oh, I've always had a lot of belly button Yeah, yeah, I do too. Um, I think maybe it might be your belly's getting bigger so the hole's bigger to, to <laughs> yeah, collect maybe, more maybe that's it <laughs> that's old age we're all getting more so I wouldn't be quite as annoyed with this for being like white boy soul if it wasn't for what he'd said about the style council's work on Wikipedia I haven't actually written it down um, we could look it up it went something along the lines of we've made some really great music that won't be appreciated for a, a long time to come that was him speaking about it in the 90s I think so he's like saying that th- this is what we actually did some white boys kind of doing a bit of soul is like so smart it's like the Velvet Underground you don't know how good it is yet we won't be appreciated in our own time being like future times when they look back they'll go oh yeah out of all the soul yeah. It was Paul Weller fucking warbling over. Like he wasn't talking generally. He was talking specifically about me. You know, about you. He was <laughs> waiting for this moment here when I would say on this podcast because he's still alive. He might hear it. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. I hope he's listening to this. And he can... Paul Weller, you were right. I do like this song now. I probably wouldn't have appreciated it two years before I was born. And yeah, you know, when I was a sperm. And Not even yeah, a sperm. I yeah, I totally agree. Like and, yeah. and Paul Weller, I let you know. I think this song's. <clears throat> Yeah, it's all right. It's not great. <laughs> you know, it's all right. It's not as bad as a lot of the stuff on the second now. That's what I call music. Um, yeah, yeah, you're great. Oh, fucking Marvin Gaye. Um, he was dead. Reverend yeah. Al, back in your box. Yeah, There's yeah. a fucking new soul singer in town. His name's Paul Weller. <laughs> <laughs> nah, good song. I just didn't think he sang it very well. But did it crack the Kent? Yeah. I don't think it did. I don't think Kent liked it unless he unless he was sort of loved up at the time with his wife and uh, he might have been gay <laughs> this was a, yeah. well it was a UK number five so yeah, yeah not bad um, Canada 
Whoa. <laughs> I can't do it. They weren't, <laughs> they weren't ready for it in Canada. <laughs> it was only number 97, eh? <laughs> oh my god. Your Canadian accent's the best. Yeah, <laughs> in New Zealand, they said, uh, Red, red I, don't, I don't like that. So, only number seven. That's all right. Seven. Actually, actually Flight of Concords would probably do a good version of this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, nice you're probably right. yeah. You're probably right. Uh, the US, only, hey, howdy, partner. <laughs> <laughs> you only got the number 76. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you didn't embrace them. They've got their own soul singers, to be fair. They've got they? real soul singers in <laughs> yeah, America. Yeah. And uh, on the Kent, the Kent Music Report. Uh, no, sorry, mate. Only number 17. Only number 17, yeah. mate. I don't even know how many oh. songs are in the Kent Report. There might only be 20. Yeah. Yeah. It just depends if how many songs he likes that week. Yeah, I don't yeah. think there's a set number. It's just whatever Michael <laughs> This Kent week likes. I only like four. <laughs> <laughs> one love, one heart. Let's get together and feel alright. You're the children crying. So uh, the next song is One Love, People Get Ready by Bob Marley. Death Watch, he died in 1981, uh, and which was three years before this. Yeah. So um, uh, apparently it's because they released Legend, a box set. Well, that's why he died. <laughs> yeah, was, they, they did it so badly, they misspelled his name in the line notes. I thought that. it was Danny Baker still on his foot or something. No, I refer you to the episode of, of Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast, or Leicester Pair, where he dispels that myth. Yeah. I'm not good. He does it so well. In fact, just listen to that Danny Baker podcast. It's no, amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. It's so good. <laughs> Knock it out. Yeah, I love Danny Baker. He's great. Uh, he'd be great on this podcast. Are you listening, Danny? I'll, I'll boot Harry or Martin out. I'd even lay down my own life. Not my own life. My own place on the podcast. <laughs> sacrifice yourself. So Put Danny Baker for a lifetime supply of Daz. He'll ruin your career. He's like him and Chris Evans will take you out, like Gaza, and they just ruin it. Like it will be all start unraveling. No, what will happen is though, we'll all leave the podcast to to do a series for Amazon, and then uh, and then Chris Evans will, will do the next series of podcasts, and it'll tank. I'll bring in like I'll bring in Matt LeBlanc to do it. <laughs> Definitely should go subscription. You know, more creative freedom, isn't it? Yeah, we won't go with any of the big terrestrial TV channels. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> when they pick good, this up. <laughs> we could do a good Channel 5 show, if that still yeah. exists. Um, yeah, obviously it's a good song by Bob Marley. It just feels a bit weird talking about it in the context of 1984. Cause it's, yeah. it's quite obviously a re-release and doesn't fit with any of the other stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's, it beats here in UB40. Sorry, Martin, but... <laughs> <laughs> but this is way better than Red Red Wine. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah is, I yeah. think that's pretty... I don't think anyone's going to dispute that. <laughs> yeah, um, well, I, I am. I think you're in the I hate Phil Collins camp on this one. <laughs> well, I don't hate Bob Marley, but I don't know, it's a bit boring, isn't it? it? Sounds like all his other songs. <sighs> I suppose. <laughs> you rendered, rendered us. Yeah, you've got anything to say that. Oh, no, don't no, like John Love. Well, no, no right, Do you know that this was named Song of the Millennium by the World Health Organization? I don't know what the <laughs> fuck they've got to do with it. <laughs> they should have like, 
let's get physical or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> heal the world. Doctor, what doctor. have they got to do with what? Heal song? the world. Would, that would yeah. be good. Push it, push it to the limit. Yeah. <laughs> the interesting thing about Bob Marley is like it's reggae that got diluted a bit, so that non-reggae fans would like it anyway. But despite that, he's still really well regarded. Yeah, yeah. that's that's the weird thing about hearing this thing here, and I wasn't didn't realize it was a re-release because. It seems even when I was a teenager, all, all the people that like to smoke weed, they, yeah. they love Bob Marley. Yeah, yeah. They probably don't love Bob Marley. It's just a cool thing to, you know, <laughs> no, go, yeah, no, love no. Bob. Like, love a bit of Bob. <laughs> it's just like people... They're not like, yeah, love a bit of UB40, yeah? No, love no, cod no. reggae. No, but they're... It's, yeah, people like Bob Marley in that phase of their lives. Like, they like Che Guevara. They don't really know anything about him. It's just, let's put up a big poster of him. And I guess you can listen to Bob Marley and judge that rather than just wearing a Che Guevara t-shirt like most people well, do. Well, Che Guevara didn't, didn't release any singles. If it, maybe if he'd done a banging reggae song, maybe not One Love, maybe Cuban Love or something like that. Yeah. Then what? What he got to finish that? If he had, if he maybe we'd done a banging. I don't know. <laughs> then his what? His revolutionary politics would have spread more, sort of over the world, and we'd all be like. Well, he could have monopolised the poster market if he'd been political and done some reggae. Bob Marley wouldn't get a look in. Yeah, you know? he, he wouldn't have, have to share those, space. One of the on photo the mosaics, though. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, that's, that's Bob Marley. Yeah, used by the Jamaican Tourist Board for very regularly for a long time. <laughs> very regularly. I thought that their Jamaican Tourist Board song would be something you know you can't believe. Jamaica, we have a Bob Setti, we have the one W son, the one junior, the first of the buses, the Jamaica sprinters. <laughs> well, it was cool running, cool well, running was come, come for the weed, stay for the Bob Slaying. <laughs> <laughs> Antonio Banderas recorded the version of this for Shrek Forever After. This is my favourite thing I've found on Wikipedia about this. One Love was chosen as the best of Jamaican songs over the last 50 years, no citation. (laughs) Citation needed, I think, there. That's very vague, isn't it? Yeah, it was just chosen by some guy in his favourite list. It was probably Michael Kent. (laughs) (laughs) Did you watch the video? Uh, wasn't it like walking around with loads of kids? Yeah, well, it's a kid that's sort of like a kid Bob Marley walking about sort of in like a city. Kids walking around, yeah. Yeah, and some celebrities pop up. Don't know why. Was that not made there. after he died, though? Yeah, 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 yeah. Paul McCartney pops up again, looking like <laughs> a proper idiot. And he's just like your dad, isn't your embarrassing dad, isn't he? Oh, he was like, down with black music. He was, he was the ivory. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> Ebony and ivory. One's like a nice wood, and the other one is condemned internationally by people because they kill elephants for it. He didn't that choose says that it very all well. Really, yeah, it? exactly. <laughs> Trophy hunters and Paul McCartney. They're like that. Like, <laughs> love it. And he's supposed to be a bloody vegetarian champion. Or whatever. Anyway, I've got no more to say. Yeah. He knows it in his heart. The fake Paul McCartney that is ethically compromised, and he knew that when he was in the Bob Marley video. So shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> Did it crack the can? Well, it's in UK number five, yeah. so not bad. In New Zealand, they said, uh, Brett, I, I quite like this one. In fact, I really like it. Number one. Number, number one. one. In New Zealand. 
They obviously haven't got any UB40 out there. (laughs) (laughs) And on the Kent Music Report, you're going to have to do better than that, Bob Marley. I don't care if everybody loves you. Number 24. Yeah, see, he knows. Kent's harsh, isn't he? Kent knows. I mean, it's an alright song, but it's not... So last last song on this disc is Bronsky Beat. Yeah. With Small Town Boy, more falsetto, song addresses key issues in 1980s LGBT culture. So I kind of like the message a lot more than I like the song. Like I admire because I think this time, you know, you had relax and that, but you're still dealing at a time in history where, you know, there were laws that said you couldn't you couldn't mention or promote. Uh, homosexuality mm. in schools and things like that. It was bold to be like to be openly gay in your songs and stuff. So hats off. But I mean, I don't. The song is a bit forgettable to me. I thought it was all right. It's okay, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, quite liked it. I like once again. Boom, 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 yeah. boom. I'm sure that's been used in like sampled in like some mm. club songs in the late nineties and that. And yeah, you know. It's, as well and all yeah. that sort of thing isn't he yeah <laughs> I like that vocal more than I think you know better than Paul Weller's soul voice better than Morrissey's falsetto I think yeah. Yeah. it had the thing of a lot of songs on this disc where it's like ah this is a pretty good 80s pop song um, but it was you know it's not like amazing it was just like oh yeah this one's alright it's not the best thing that ever happened to no. you is it no, no there's a lot of falsetto on it on uh, the, this disc so that was alright that always yeah, yeah. makes an average pop song a little bit better do some falsetto yeah. um, so I think the video is probably the most interesting thing about this song it makes the sort of content of the song a bit more I- I- explicit like that you understand what it's about because the video is basically he is I think at the start he's coming back to his hometown to his parents who like sort of elderly parents Anyway, he goes to the local swimming baths. He's there in his full clothes, just on the balcony having a look. And there's a lad doing a dive, and he sort of goes, "All right, mate." And he's like, oh, "Hey!" Like he likes that, and he's watching him swimming about. He's going, "Hey, and lovely." So like, they go back in the dressing uh, in the changing rooms. He's they're all dressed like Bronski and all his mates. Bronski, like Bronski. <laughs> what's his name? Jimmy Somerville and all his mates. Well, they're no, all no, dressed. No, no, the keyboard player is called something like Mike Bronski. Is it? Bronski uh, comes from yeah. Uh, so they're like, yeah, yeah, go, t- go talk to him. So he sort of walks through the, the, the locker room and he goes past, there's like some quite gay looking chaps with all moustaches. They're all out having a laugh together. He goes past them to like where this bloke is that he likes and they're obviously not, not that way inclined because they're like, what are you talking about? And uh, then in the end, like they're out in the city later and they get jumped by all these guys and they like chase him, beat him up. He goes home, like the police bring him home and his mum's all like oh god what's happened to you policeman explains oh, he shouldn't be sort of perving on the blokes at the swimming baths and that like and his dad like goes to hit him and the policeman's like that won't, that won't be necessary just, we've, we've already done that earlier just, uh, <laughs> just kick him out of your house so they kick him out and he, he gets on the train it's really sad he's like there in the train and then his mates like get on the train oh yeah come on you're starting your new life in London with us and it's all sort of happy at the end 
was that Frankie uh, his mates did something Frankie goes to Hollywood sitting on the train like, what mate <laughs> you got kicked out too <laughs> yeah. culture club on the other side <laughs> Freddie sitting there as well oh it's all alright mate was it Marilyn was the other one yeah he probably got yeah, kicked out still the on the bus because uh... it's weird isn't it that like there's so many gay pop stars at the time but it was still like not a like it is now no well, people have always had this weird it uh, there's that scene in Do the Right Thing where like that guy's a racist and his guy's pointing out to him yeah but you're like your favourite basketball player is Michael Jordan your favourite singer's, you know this guy like yeah people are just I don't know it's weird they can be homophobic and also kind of begrudgingly accept gay people if they like their music it's just it's a bizarre yeah. thing but it sounds like a Ken Loach film that video maybe not the kind of watching boys swimming but it's pretty bleak yeah but then you know I mean, I, I can't remember what song it was on the last now, but there was one where on Wikipedia they just put in brackets, like, social issues, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. Definitely yeah. social <laughs> issues. Social issues, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, this was, this was a bit of a gay anthem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, UK number three went gold. That's pretty good. US, as usual, not embracing anything no. remotely no. strange. Number 48. Uh, New Zealand, yeah, I quite like that, mate. Number five, and Ireland, I liked it, but not quite as much. Number four, <laughs> in Canada, they said, "Hey, mate, <laughs> hey, <laughs> okay, it's different every time." It's hey, it's, it's, it's the fonts. <laughs> hey, I give it a four. <laughs> it's only good enough for nine, <laughs> and then. Uh, in the Kent Music Report it actually did pretty well number 8 oh okay. great on the Kent yeah well, hi guys thanks for listening yeah that's the one <laughs> hi guys thanks for listening you can find us online on the socials twitter and instagram at nwt underscore podcast thanks guys <laughs> see it's good <laughs> let's have a look let's have a look